Neither Marcus nor Tabby are a professional broadcaster. This will soon become evident. Welcome everyone, welcome listener, welcome to the podcast that makes Eleanor Rigby look like international most popular sermon writer of the year, 1966. <laughs> my, name is, my name is possibly Marcus Bayburn, and you are... My name is Tabby No Shoes. And <laughs> Tabby No Shoes, nice. Is that your yeah. gambling name? That is my gambling name, and the fact that I don't have any shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, I remember that about you now. Yeah, it's why I don't go anywhere. It's, yeah. it's quite sad, really. I know. There's an easy way out of that. <laughs> I could I could buy some shoes I know I know it's yeah. it's, it's just laziness it's laziness on my part um, but so um, but also if I had shoes then the nickname wouldn't make any sense so no, that's... no no that's that's exactly right that's exactly right you stick to your guns mate absolutely absolutely and uh, yeah stick to my uh, stick to my guns and my poor poor bleeding souls um... speaking of no uh so how are you doing anyway, apart from the no shoes? Uh, I'm good, I'm good. It's um, fine here in uh, snowy, snowy Bromley. Um, and uh, yeah, how is it in uh, probably much less snowy uh, Spain? Much less snowy, much less snowy. No snow here at all as it happens. And uh, yeah, I did see pictures of London being all snowy, so I'm back there on Wednesday, so I'm not particularly looking forward to that. I would uh, wrap up warm and uh, definitely bring shoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's definitely the time of year for shoes. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, as, cool. Uh, as today has taught me. Um, yeah. So, what so, are we watching, Tabby? What are we watching? Um, well, what do we uh, what do we do on this podcast first? Oh yeah, very briefly. I always forget about doing this bit. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a podcast where we watch. Uh, mostly bad detective programs uh we watch it halfway we discuss it as we're doing now then we make some predictions then we watch the rest and then we uh generally bang on for much too long at the end sounds good to me um right so this evening uh we've watched a program it, it's a it's kind of a uh, historical sort of apparently it's so popular that it's come back in three separate um, incarnations. It started in uh, it ran for 79 episodes between 50, 1958 and 1959 mm-hmm. then had a hiatus um, until 1984 for 1989 uh, till 1989 and then uh, for reasons that remain unclear to this day um, they brought it back in 1997 <laughs> to uh, 1998 so it's basically seems to have had more life than it deserves, but um, the program we but the program we are watching is Mike Hammer PI. Um, I hadn't heard of this. Had you heard of this? I had not heard of this. I think actually, if I may correct you, it's Mike Hammer Private Eye. 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's, As opposed to Magnum PI, it's uh, it's actually spelled uh, 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 out. Okay, well, it will make that distinction. That's probably just shorthand in my notes. Um, Indeed. So Indeed. The, the episode we're watching is from the 3rd of May, 1998, very close to my 18th birthday. Um, mm-hmm. And the episode is called Lucky in Love. Lucky in Love. Interesting, interesting. Uh, before we... Before we get on to the episode itself, I just want to mention that uh, obviously this this is from a, a bunch of books by Mickey Spillane, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I've not read any of those books, but I do like... Uh, this is basically a hardball detective story, isn't it? Uh, that kind of... And it really should be set in the 40s or the 50s. Definitely, yeah, definitely the 50s, I think. Um, because what comes across as sort of like hard-boiled then is, is definitely soft-boiled now. Um, <laughs> this is... <laughs> <laughs> um, they appear to be sort of like keeping the sort of like the sensibilities of that sort of... Um, of that kind of era and genre, but setting it in like the late 90s simply doesn't work. Um it does not work, and we will and we will find out and see exactly how it doesn't work. It's just so weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird. This is. I mean, we've watched a couple of we 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 have watched a couple of these already, and I mean they're all bad. But this, and we'll get onto it after this bit of music. But this is batshit crazy, isn't it? This episode. I enjoyed this one a little bit more than the other two, just because it is so fucking batshit. Um, indeed, indeed. Well, let's get on to it after the break. Cool. Welcome back uh, to the podcast. I would just like to make a personal apology at this stage. Uh, I am a little bit hungover, so uh, yeah, a little bit under the weather, possibly a bit more low energy than I normally am, but that may not be a bad thing. <laughs> You probably shouldn't have mentioned that. You could have just, you know, just written it out. <laughs> probably, probably. But I just wanted to, you know, I'm normally extremely professional and on the and on and on my game. So uh, I thought it was important just to just to put that out there. Nothing about this is professional. I mean, apart from probably the editing that you do, that's 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 pretty good. Um, the music's good too. I like the music, although there may be. You know, more music to come. Yeah, we'll see. Watch, watch this space or listen to Indeed. this space. Um, Indeed. Well, let's, well, let's, well, let's, uh, well, let's uh, crack on with the episode. Mm. Lucky in love. Lucky uh, in love. So we open. Um, you want to talk about the? Um, let's let's talk about the title sequence of this uh, of, of of this let's. beautifully shit program. Um, well, you know. To, to cut a long title sequence short, which I wish they had done, the titles for this thing go on for a minute, a full minute of titles, and then they still have running cards over like the first bit of the episode, but the problem with the title sequence is A, the music is shit. Uh, yep, the music is shit. And awful. A, a theme that will run through the whole programme with the music, which is either shit or doesn't fit with what we're actually watching. It's it's your bog standard sort of like slow sax music. Um, Saxophone has no place in anything but jazz. <laughs> and I don't think... And two, you know, one song by David Bowie and one song by Lou Reed. Otherwise... 
saxophone does not belong. Uh, there is a fantastic uh, saxophone artist called uh, Colin Stetson, who I'd thoroughly recommend. Um, he does yeah. he does some amazing saxophone work. Um, well, but maybe I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> Check out Colin Stetson. Indeed, yeah. indeed. So yeah, in the title sequence to this, basically all of the male all of the male characters are shown doing something exciting, and then it freeze frames on their face. Yeah, but when when the lady that plays Velda, his assistant, who weirdly hasn't appeared in this episode yet, when it's her turn to be featured in the title sequence, her shot starts with a close-up shot of her breasts and her top, and she's undoing her top, or someone is undoing her top, and then it pans up to her face. And I just think it's worth mentioning, because it kind of... A, it's dreadful, and B, it's it's really... It's awful, but it sets up the programme. I mean, in a way, it's good that it's there because it tells you that you're watching and about to watch the most sexist, misogynist programme that was possibly ever made in the 1990s. Absolutely. But you, but you forget one thing, is that um, when we do actually sort of zoom out and, and get to see her as a person rather than sort of a, a, an object, she is, uh, she is wielding a lesser opener like a dagger. So um, you, 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 you do get the impression that sort of like, well, maybe she's more than just a pair of tits. We never really get that, but... Um, well, yeah, she uh, didn't do she didn't do much, did she, in the two episodes that we watched in preparation for this? And she's done nothing and, in this uh, at all. So. Well, she hasn't even been in it. She hasn't even <laughs> been in this so far. I wonder if she'll be in the second half. Anyway, we open, uh, and the voiceover in this program is dreadful. And we open with a shot of a dusty card game smoke-filled room, people gambling huge, vast sums of money for some reason on uh, poker. $30,000, um, it the seems. Um, uh, someone owes someone else $2,000, which seems like a small amount of money compared to to that. Um, and it basically... It's, it's 15 times smaller. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but basically, it's effectively the the stereotype. Like, if they had been, if they had dogs sitting around the poker table, like, I, I would not have. Been, like, it was basically that scene. It was, and and I, and I would absolutely like to say, I would rather this program would be made a hundred times better. If it were just acted out by dogs, like well, to be to be the voiceover you, would make sense. Like, <laughs> um, it would be better, wouldn't it? And to it be would. fair to you, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the first time that this episode alone featured an animal in a strange situation. <laughs> but we uh, but we will arrive at that in due course. So we open up with um, we open up with this card game, and Mike Mike Hammer, basically played by Stacey Keach. Uh, very briefly, good actor, done loads of stuff, loads of stage stuff, loads of TV stuff. He's cool. For some reason, he's in this. Um, but, but his voiceover is all over this programme, so you can't get away from him. And, uh, and, and the first line is, cards, dice, the ponies. And base, I love gambling. I had no business being in this game and blah, blah. And it's, oh, and it's all the way through. The voiceover is all it's, the way through. It's basically it, it, this program is a, a living, breathing cliche of all the kind of just naff and just 
just rubbish stereotypes. Um, Indeed. Uh, and Indeed. Uh, and uh, um, but I, I did learn one thing. This is this is this is what I was looking up on my phone. Um, okay. I, I looked up the word. Uh, they use the word mooks. And uh, it's a word I've Mooks. heard. Yeah, um, it's a word I've heard before. It's um, uh, like an Italian sort of like origin, um, but it basically means motherfucker. So um, ah, nice. Uh, uh, and I didn't, I did not know that. And so um, mook. Yes. So you can call someone a mook. You can call someone. Mooks. You probably shouldn't because it's probably kind of racially insensitive. I would guess. Um, yeah. But also, um, it does mean motherfucker. So. Good, well, good. apologies, apologies <laughs> to any mooks. I hope, uh, I hope we haven't offended anybody. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we 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 work with what we're given. That's uh... it's not us. We didn't put it in. Nope. Any no. complaints should be made to the producers of Mike Hammer and or Stacey Keach. Anyway, cracking on with the uh... so basically, there's a huge hand of poker. There's a guy. Mike Hammer wins it in the end with a, a straight flush, 10 high, beating a uh, full house yep. held by the other guy. The other guy doesn't take it too well and pulls out a gun and starts threatening to kill everyone. Because that's going to work. Like, yeah, because that, that, that is exactly the attitude that you have when you lose a, when you lose a game. When you lose a game, anything, effectively. I, I, think, I, I think it could work. I think it's not a bad tactic. I mean, if you had a lot of money sitting on a table in front of you and I pointed a gun at you, I think you're quite likely to give me the money. True. Um, I, I did a Star Wars quiz on my um, <laughs> on the Guardian uh, earlier, and I only got like I got eleven out of fourteen. So immediately I I was angry, so I pulled out my gun and shot my laptop. Um, <laughs> eleven out of fourteen. I, I don't know how fucking old Jubacca is. Like, well, don't, well, don't. Yeah, but I'm gonna try and I, I'm gonna do that. I'm going to do that, Chris. So don't. So no spoilers. No spoilers. Okay. okay. Um, so basically, he threatens to kill them all. Mike Hammer disarms him because Mike Hammer is a badass mook. Uh, and, um, Again, stop using that. Okay, sorry. A badass motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and basically, yeah. So Mike Hammer gets the money because he wins a hand. The guy storms off. Mike Hammer then uh, goes home with the croupier who is like a very, very attractive woman, 25, 30 years younger than him, perhaps? Um, yes, I mean, I think she, she's a, effectively like a, a high-class sex worker, I believe. Um, yeah, she's a croupier, she's a croupier. Yeah, she, he, he gave her a very generous tip. Um, effectively, yeah, I think you do that. I think you. I think that's quite common in cards. Yeah, like but, if someone comes and deals and you win, then you give the. Uh, the and it's America. Don't forget, you've got to tip people. For uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Bloody but, looking at you. But then you don't accept. You don't expect them to come home with you, um, particularly when you are Mike Hammer and there is a <laughs> a beautiful woman. There, there was something kind of implied that um, that that was money for. Services rendered or to be rendered. That uh, God, I'm so innocent. I'm so innocent compared to you. I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't see that at all. I thought that's that's natural. You tip the croupier, and, and then, then they happened to hit it off, and so she went back to his house, and you know, one thing led to another. Because Mike Hammer's such a catch. <laughs> it's <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, but in this, it's like obviously, I, I would, I could only imagine that Stacey Keach is the executive producer on this program, and uh, had it written into his. No, well, yeah. basically, he wrote it in the script. No, yeah, I, I can pretty much believe that, but uh, you know, uh, God. <laughs> Anyway, it's so murky. Like, like there are so many like really murky and like questionable subtexts like throughout this entire program. It's um, kind of uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> so Mike Hammer wakes up in the morning, and she has robbed him of all his money. Yeah. Simultaneously, one of the other people at the card game. Uh, who I believe is called Eddie No Shoes. Uh, that would be Eddie No Shoes. Um, Quite a coincidence. That you uh, no, and me should absolutely. have the same nickname. Uh, who would have thought it? Like, um, uh, who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Um, but uh, it's never made explicitly clear why he has no shoes. Um, I think he's poor. I mean, they do make a lot of references to the fact that he never had any money for this, that he didn't have money for trousers... at one point they say at one point someone says I didn't know he owned pants (laughs) right so I think he's I think he's basically a really really bad gambler who always loses all his money okay uh, and edgy no trousers makes him sound like like a um, a sex pest (laughs) yeah a 1980s flasher yeah (laughs) Uh, so he's dead unfortunately he gets kind of beaten up by someone with a a sort of 1980s curly perm hairdo. You don't see their face, do you? You just see them. Uh, I don't you just believe see them so. No. Beaten up. Um, that would be the, that would be the mystery. Exactly, the mystery. Uh, and then the cops, the cops bust in on Mike Hammer. Uh, yeah, he is apparently the main suspect in this murder. Immediately, there's a new DA who um, turns up. So I think we should make clear that Mike Hammer is is a private investigator. He sort of works with the police, but isn't part of the police. But he has, yeah. um, he he's kind of in with the police. I think like he's got uh, a mate. He's got a uh, mate, Skip, who is reasonably high up in the New York Police Department. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He's in all the episodes. Him and Skip kind of get together to try and work stuff out. And there's a, it's quite a friendly relationship he has with the police, which is uh, yeah, it's, different it, it's, to a lot of these hard-boiled private eyes. Uh, yeah, um, but as we said, Hammer is definitely soft-boiled. Um, you know. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> if he was trying to bang a nail with this hammer, like, the hammer would break. It's, it's, it, he's, he's basically like a marzipan hammer. Um <laughs> They didn't take off, did they? They certainly did not. How much money did you lose on that? <laughs> Tabby's Marzi Pan Hammers. I lost money arm and over fist. <laughs> Honestly, we're talking on Skype at the moment, and behind Tabby is a mountain of Marzi Pan Hammers boxed, nearing their sell by date. So if anybody wants to buy one, the, then, uh, do get in touch with the show. The irony being that I'm allergic to nuts. It's... I know. <laughs> I know you're taking quite a risk. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I really, I really thought they would sell, but um, those are the lengths that we go to on this program. We're, we're kind of like method podcasters. We we try and inhabit the role of, of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to try too hard for that. No, well, speak for yourself. <laughs> I, I am. Good. Thank you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Excellent. So, um... Hannah works with the police. He's not the police. The police bust in and try and, uh... Uh, basically try and get him uh, arrested for the murder of Eddie No Shoes. Mike Haller points out that he's actually got an IOU from Eddie No Shoes, so why would he kill him? Uh, yep. The DA, it turns out, is trying to clean up the New York Police Department because um, basically everyone's gambling. Skip, the police chief, is gambling. Hammer's gambling. Everyone's gambling, and gambling is illegal. So yeah. it's his big thing that this DA has got in on, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not entirely sure about sort of like what the uh, what the gambling laws are, but they make it fairly explicit that, that, that doing that is like, yeah, kind of uh, you know under the table. But I think you're only allowed. So there are there are race tracks in New York State where okay. you're allowed to gamble. So you're allowed to gamble at the racetrack, I think, but you're not allowed to gamble anywhere else. Sure. So there are no bookmakers, legitimately. So there is like an illegal bookmaker in this who comes into it later on. He's at the card game, isn't he? Uh, yes, this is... Um, Angel? Uh, no. Uh, um, th- I can't read my notes. Augustus Gusto. Um, he's, he's got a ridiculous name. Um but yeah. we'll get into him in a bit, and and, and how he appears um, later. Indeed, so indeed. basically, basically the, the new DA guy is um, he takes Hammer's um, private eye license and says that he's going to go for his gun. Um, yeah. We then cut to uh, Skip, the police chief, who <laughs> gets <laughs> with the saddest music, like as if. Uh, you know, this is basically kind of like a slow motion, sort of like World War One kind of um, reenactment of people going over the trenches and being like gunned down. Um, it's like it sounds it sounded to me like fucking Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Some I don't know. There's like a dying. I actually said, didn't I? Like a dying horse. Which, uh, yeah. Um, which the, was kind of prescient uh, for what uh, for what follows. So we so we have sort of like little house on uh, no man's land music, and um, <laughs> he sort of takes away sort of skips badge and gun. Um, suspends him. He gets suspended, yeah. even though uh, Skip's son, for no reason at all, has just become a policeman. Yeah, turn up later, but I don't know whether that's going to have anything to do with anything. It's probably not. I think it's just backstory. I don't. Do it. Just I filler. Don't know. Yeah, most of this program is filler. Um, yeah, I mean, you've you've got forty three minutes to 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 work into a program. You've lost a minute for titles. You need to waste a good fucking fifty more minutes. Right. Otherwise, you might have to write a plot. Yeah. Um, so, hammer and skip. Um, the now both of them. Debadged and um, uh, do what you would do in that situation and go and get absolutely cunted. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If I may, if I may correct you, okay, just before that, Hammer breaks into Eddie Deadshoe's house and uh, finds a contact lens. Uh, Basically, he has no private eye license now, he is not the police. He should not be breaking into people's houses, which are actually crime scenes. Then he goes and finds. Then he goes and finds Skip, and Skip is absolutely asshole bluted in the pub. Plus, also drinking shots of random alcohol. 
a contact lens is probably the hardest thing to fucking find. You can't, like, <laughs> of things that are difficult, if you lose something, losing a contact lens is probably the hardest thing to find. Um... <laughs> Also, if you lose a contact lens, I do not wear contact lenses, but contact lenses, please contact me. I, my understanding of it... <laughs> That's not how they work. <laughs> my understanding of it... <laughs> my understanding of it is that when you a contact lens falls out of your eye, you know about it, right? You would probably notice. <laughs> so if you are in somebody else's house committing a crime and your contact lens falls out, I think you would realise and then find it and not leave it. Fucking, it's stuck to a table leg somehow, isn't it? It's just like ridiculous. rubbing your... Cause, because they were rubbing their face against the table. I was doing oh, that earlier. Look at the grain on that. <laughs> lovely, lovely craftsmanship, that. Yeah. Look at that sanding. <laughs> Okay. So they go to the bar, they go to the bar, turns out that Eddie No Shoes somehow finds out that Eddie No Shoes owned a horse. Hammer goes to look at the, to find the horse, the horse is gone. The, the um, irony, the not, irony. Not in its stables. The irony being that the horse would have four shoes, um, which is four times as many as Eddie. <laughs> It's not four times as many, is it? Because four times nothing is nothing. Oh my god! <laughs> I think what you wanted to say was he had four more shoes. Yes. Uh, all right. So the horse. So the horse has been stolen. Sorry about that. The horse has been <laughs> stolen, and uh, then Hammer goes and finds Skip in the bar, and then he has to take Skip back to his house to like sleep off his booze. They and open this, the door. Right, this is where this is where like you kind of like like record scratch kind of like this is this is where the program goes fucking insane. It becomes a feel good sports movie like <laughs> in two minutes because <laughs> you're basically the hammer opens his front door to try and barrel the almost unconscious. <laughs> unconsciously drunk skip into his house yeah and there is um and there's a horse in his house yep there is a horse and uh, and the horse's owner um no not it's not the horse's owner it's, um, bit, bit, it's like the trainer i think isn't the horse, yeah yeah the horse's trainer and it, it basically becomes i mean there are there are so many problems with getting a horse into what looks to be a six or seventh floor New York apartment. So Not it, least. It's too big to get in the fucking front door. So they break down the door. Um, also, a horse is like cows. Can they go upstairs but not downstairs? Um, I think that is a horse fact, not a cow fact. No, I, I, I always thought that was a, that was a cow fact. Um, which is... <laughs> well, I've got so many cows in my loft. <laughs> a cow fact. <laughs> A fresh steaming I a cow fact once. A, st- a fresh steaming cow pa- fact. <laughs> cow fact, cow fact, hot off the press. Oh, hang on, isn't that... No, no, I'm not going to go there. That's... What have we talked about? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it basically turns into a ridiculous feel-good sports movie um, at this point. There's a horse in the house. What does... Um, so, I was going to... <laughs> 
<laughs> says to the guy that had the train. Um, <laughs> and this is where this program went up massively in my estimation. So, like, because genuine, first... genuine love, genuine love. Yeah, at this the point, the, the first two episodes I really hated, um, but this one at least had um, where the slightly portly uh, and the actor's name is Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Um, as you'll remember from uh, some racist roles in uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's and um, other classic cinema, um, uh, who, you know, age probably hasn't been too kind to him. So he's he's a little he's bit... Carrying, sort of, he's carrying a few extra pounds. Uh, yeah, um, but they make reference to that um, uh, with the line, Are you that doughboy? <laughs> Which Mate, are you real? It's, are, oh, you I, real are you real, boy? I'm not. I can't read my notes. <laughs> are you real, Doughboy? Said by the drunken skip, which <laughs> is fucking genuinely hilarious. <laughs> it is good. It is worth. It, it is absolutely worth watching this episode just for that one moment of the. Like when they turn up at that flat and the horse is there, and then they say that it's brilliant. It's it, it's a couple of really perfect beats of like comic timing and and like um, I don't know the name of the actor who plays Skip, but he, you know, um, unlike Hammer, he nailed he, it. He nailed it. Unlike Hammer, he nailed it. Um, uh, did I just beat you to that? Uh, I think we got there at the same time. I, I diminished yeah. my um, effect by having to say it twice, but. Um, you know, that's never stopped me. Saying before. it twice, yeah, exactly. Saying it twice doesn't make it twice as funny. No, no, probably less so. So we then, so we then, the the horse, the horse in Hammer's flat is at this. At, as we speak to you now, the horse in Hammer's flat is unresolved. We do not know what has happened to that horse at this no, point. Um, but Skip like crashes out on the sofa and. Kudos to the, uh, the production design. There's actually kind of like they've stuffed some hay like into the cushions of the sofa. <laughs> it's like so, yeah. So, so you brought the horse and uh, you brought the horse into a New York apartment without anyone's uh, like. So you broke down a door, uh, but you also brought hay. <laughs> it's like <laughs> so, so. It's so weird. How is he getting? How did he get the horse to the apartment? And I, then uh, into the apartment. So I, uh, I kind of hope that this episode is going to like. Take, go in the lift. I, I, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, he uh, just like craned it up through the. Oh no, he didn't crane it up through the window because like the door's broken. <laughs> but exactly. um, it's like hanging off its hinges. Um, so we have a, a brief chat. His neighbour appears in this programme. Mike Hammer's neighbour is an attractive uh, Swedish or Russian or Ukrainian woman, depending on what accent she wants to do that week. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> or, all she, that, all that sentence, effectively. Yeah, all that sentence. <laughs> and he, he bumps into her in every episode in the corridor and has a quick chat about something that really makes no... Uh, a little bit more filler to pad out the episode. It's a little bit. It turns out she's also into illegal gambling as well. Uh, asking to put yeah, money on the horse. Everyone, um, everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. Yeah, because that's the thing. Um, and then we get. And then sorry, we need. Uh, yeah, and then we get to the racetrack. They go to the racetrack. There's some nice library shots of the racetrack, so that Mike Hammer and the other people in this program don't have to leave whatever warehouse in Queens that they film this shit in. And um, 
because no one is ever seen on the streets in what would be uh, kind of an identifiable location. Uh, I'm, I'm presuming this is shot in like God knows where, um, but, but it's, it's, it's certainly uh, not shot in New York. No, no, no. Um, it, it seems to be shot in some sort of like backdrop painting warehouse <laughs> that, that happens to have a couple of windows um, set up, and Indeed. they can just sort of like gradually kind of like rotate sort of the um, the skyline around. Um, yeah. The next scene. The next scene takes place in a toilet, uh, and it's it's Mike Hammer and Skip who are still ostensibly doing the work of the police and a private eye, despite neither of them actually being anymore the, holding... Having, having licences or guns. Licences or, or authority or guns or badges effectively or what, anything at all. What they're doing is illegal, and so any... Um, any result that they get from this um, would not be admissible in court. Like they would throw this, they would throw this course out because uh, throw this case out because uh, what they are doing, they are acting illegally. Um, this is a Indeed. Uh, this is a criminal's dream. This is like if you're going to get busted for something, get busted by these cunts because they <coughs> they have no authority and none whatsoever. Any lawyer worth their salt would get you off like the you know it would be a massive technicality and you know just imagine if they were looking like if they were after a serial killer and they 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 caught this serial killer like that serial killer would literally be uh, out able to kill again because these mooks um <laughs> <laughs> please <laughs> sorry I um, have to beep that now <laughs> You know, they are stepping way over the line and they're jeopardising, like, a genuine, like, criminal case, which the DA, which, like, is, like, he's come across as, like, he's the bad guy um, for doing things by the book. Like, it's... Exactly, but there is a book. It's called Law. The book. The book exists. The book is called Law and things need to be done by it. Otherwise, as you say, people walk for crimes for which they have committed. Yeah, um, and so, the, into, so to the toilet, please. <laughs> You've said that before. <laughs> <laughs> so, so into the toilet we go. Uh, it's, I think, it's the illegal bookie, is it? Uh, yes. And he, it's the illegal bookie, and it's Mike Hammer and Skip, <laughs> treading all over justice as usual. Yeah. And this this guy is in the toilet trying to. Uh, trying to uh, negotiate the release of a chocolate hostage. Oh, fucking, really? Is that what you're going with? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Mike Hammer and Skip bust in and then just start having a chat with this guy through the door while he's trying to go to the toilet. And I've, uh, for the first time ever on Detective Inspectors, I'm just going to play you it's it's three lines. It's one from each of these characters, and it pretty much sums up how awful the dialogue is in this program. <laughs> That's politics, Angel. We play a different game in this room. It's called squeeze the sleaze. Yeah. Well, why don't you take a walk so I can squeeze in private? You don't start answering some questions, pal. We're going to squeeze your privates. So that so that is what we're dealing with here, and that I mean that's. We could have played any three lines of dialogue from this programme and it would have pretty much 
highlighting how bad it is. You have just you have two levels of crapness in this in this program. You have you have the crap dialogue that the people are saying to each other, and then you have the terrible dialogue that is put over on the voiceover, as if you didn't have enough. Um, yeah, there is almost there is nary a moment when something awful and poorly written and badly delivered is being spoken. Uh, and that would be fine if it weren't for the fact that you kind of get the impression they think they're being so clever. Um, the you fact can imagine that, uh, them high-fiving in the writer's room when they like absolutely. getting the stuff down. Oh, that's brilliant, brilliant work, brilliant work, how you've referenced that back to this, that and the other, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to be absolutely fair, the Doughboy line... Good work, like you know that writer, you know whoever did, whoever came up with that one, that was genuinely fun. Um, That's a good. That is that is a good line. It did, and you know we have both laughed. You know, you know out loud watching this first half of this episode, and it's it's been a lot. It has been a lot more entertaining than the ones that we watched before. But um, we just got one more scene. I think he goes, uh, Mike Hammer. So they get told some stuff, don't they, by this guy, because they kind of rough him up when he's finished in the toilet. Yeah. That guy picks a cigar up. He drops his cigar on the toilet, on the to- on the floor, the floor in the toilet at a racetrack, and he picks up his cigar and starts sniffing it. Uh, and we don't we don't make this clear, but like, um, he's not going for a number one. He's going for a number two. Um, yeah. In a race course, I mean, I've never been to a race course, so like, but I would imagine that the toilet in there smells pretty bad. This you guy. You get there. I've been to quite a few racetracks, and if you want to use uh, the toilets for a number two, my advice would be get there very early before almost anybody else has arrived. I would imagine it stinks to high heaven. This guy is adding to that. Um, the floor, the floor will be awash with. Urine and water and, and broken dreams. <laughs> broken dreams. The sad tears of the suicidal gambler. Yeah, absolutely. He just needed that one win, but uh, yeah. sadly, I just needed one. Him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been there. Um, and then basically, yes. Yeah, so, so, so he tells them something in that toilet, and I'm not entirely aware what that is. Are you? Are you? Do you have any idea? Um, not really, no. Okay, so uh, so after that, <laughs> no, I, I, from... I was so floored by the whole scene in itself that I couldn't actually pay attention to what was going on. <laughs> yeah, we had to actually pause the episode to record this early, earlier than we would have liked because the toilet scene was so. Uh, it just threw us off, threw us off. Yep. <laughs> so if we're not our usual, uh, our usual selves, it's because of that. Um. So basically, after that. Somehow that conversation encourages Mike Hammer to go and see the to go and find the woman that robbed him earlier on. Yeah. He goes in there, she doesn't appear to be around, and then she she basically smacks him on the back of the head with something, which is another some, high point in the episode some, for me. Some sort of kosh. Yeah, no, it's it's nice some to see sort of kosh. Um, nice to see Mike Mike Hammer being uh, smacked around the head. I mean if if the whole episode was like dogs playing poker and him being smacked in the head, like uh, <laughs> I would be absolutely, <laughs> I would be delighted. <laughs> sadly, but, yeah. sadly, it is not, and we have this. Um, no dogs playing poker, and he only gets clobbered around the head once. Yeah, 
So, so there we are. There we are. But, That's but, time. <laughs> but he does get his uh, he does get his flat ruined by a um, by a horse. So that's also quite indeed. Funny. He does get his ashtray clapped in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is another great which, line. It's a genuine line, and um, it, which makes me wonder how big is his ash? Like it must be like a dustbin lid. Like it's it's uh, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you crapped in my ashtray. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. But um, also, that, that is a well trained horse. <laughs> I know. In the ashtray, please. Yeah. <laughs> Not on the table or all over the sleeping policeman. <laughs> uh, okay, on that note, on that note, let's take a quick break and then come back with predictions. Ray. Felony homicide. Welcome back to Welcome. Uh, the Detective Inspectors. We are now going to try and give you our predictions on what we think will happen in the second half of Mike Hammer. Lucky in love. Tabby, uh, it's me first, actually. It is it? you. Go for it. Okay. Tell, okay us, uh, so tell us what you've gleaned from this episode. Almost nothing. Um, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Almost nothing would be my first remark. Uh, don't really know exactly what's going on. I mean, the guy got murdered, and that is the that is the crime so far. So the question is, who did the murdering? Yeah. Um, don't really know how the woman fits into it. Don't really know how that bookmaker fits into it that was going to the toilet. Not entirely sure about any of it, to be honest. So keeping predictions as brief as possible, I am going to say I think it is the uh something to do with the new da fuck damn you that's exactly what i was like that's exactly what i was gonna say um is that what you wrote down uh no um but that was kind of the <laughs> i was sort of double bluffing myself <laughs> and um so i i have written down that i i think it's going to be uh dutch the um um, the may or may not be croupier, uh, sex worker slash money thief, um, but I think that she is actually under the employ of the new DA, who I think he's using her to um, snuff out the um, illegal gamblers, and ah, um, I I think that's that's kind of. Um, uh, kind of where we're at. I mean, I'm slightly uh, unsure of some like you know, effectively like obviously no one no one deserves to be murdered in cold blood and beaten to death. But obviously uh, for, not. Uh, for some reason, sort of like because they're like Mike Hammer's mates, we're meant to kind of like have sympathy for people who are you know effectively like they are running illegal operations and uh, exactly should I mean therefore be um, held accountable. So. Just because you don't, just because you don't agree with the law, it's still a law, Tabby. It is a law, and the beauty that is something to remember in civilized society. You know, you know, if you don't like it, move to somewhere where there is a country where there is not that law. Well, I was looking into Uruguay, so um, <laughs> indeed, indeed, good shout. I think you can do whatever you want there. Um, within reason, not that I would, you know, not that I want to. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I know the sort of things you want to get up to. Well, all of those things are legal in uh, in Britain, um, so that's okay. All right. Uh, 
Uh, 99% of them. Um, okay. Well, anyone, anyone, uh, anyone of our many, many, many Uruguayan listeners, please contact us and uh, let us know if you want Tabby to come and live in your country. Uh, likewise, if you want uh, Marcus to be removed from Spain, um, just let us know. <laughs> Join us after the break. <laughs> no, so seriously, so seriously, you're. I think so. So we're both. Are you? Are you honestly going to say the DA as well, or are you going to say that it's more the woman? Or um, I'm going to say the woman did the murder. Uh, did the murdering um but i think it was probably under the orders of the da um so okay. I'm, I'm going for a, 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 a i have two cho- two chances to fail well no if if basically if it's a da and it's nothing to do with the woman it's me if it's a da and the woman did the murder it's you okay because i did go first so i've got the da okay um, okay, grab that thought. Uh, Join us after the break. As a caveat, like uh, I'm not going to rule out the horse because the horse seems pretty smart. It, it can get into apartments and um, and crap in ashtrays. So um, yeah. you know that horse. Yeah, it's a clever horse. It's a clever horse. Listener, if you could see my face, I am absolutely dumbfounded by what I've just heard. <laughs> Please join us after the break, where we will reveal the exciting conclusion of Mike Hammer. It was the horse, of course. The detective inspectors. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to the... Welcome back. Welcome back to the detective inspectors. Episode eleven. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't do that earlier, did we? We didn't. We didn't. I'm going to. Um, yeah. So we are. We'll do it at the end. No, 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 no. Let's not do it. Now. I like not do. It. I. I think we should only do it at the end because it always goes badly, and I think it's bad to do something that always goes badly at the start of the program. Hang on. I need to think about that. But <laughs> well, let's well let's discuss it at a later date and not get sidetracked from the awesome. The awesomeness of Mike Hammer, Private Eye, and the second half of the episode that we've just watched. Yep. So you don't have to. <laughs> but do, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Um, and, uh, you know, just just feel our pain. Um, uh, for, uh, I think watch this. I think watch this episode. Do you? Uh, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't... I, it, it's, it seems like a weird thing to... Ch- try and recommend um, <laughs> it would make it would make listening to this podcast more fun um, uh, possibly I'm, I'm not entirely sure um, but I, I would feel bad as a bad as a person to sort of say watch this it's good <laughs> um, or even watch this it's bad um, there are so many other sort of like cultural things you could do with your life that would be better than watching this it's true that 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 is a very good point because this is as much as I would say uh, before we crack on. I would say that the second half of this was as demoralising and disappointing as the other two episodes that we watched, and, it, and that first half was very much. Uh, the exception rather than the norm. It, it lulled into a false sense of security, I think. I think there was a... It, it kind of gave the impression that this could actually be kind of fun. Um, and then... 
like a horse in a toilet cubicle, it blew it out of its ass. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say that is the most stretched and torturous analogy I've heard since I watched Mike Hammer. That, that that is li- that is literally a Mike Hammer voiceover. Effectively, <laughs> it's just basically <laughs> taking two thoroughly just totally unconnected things, slapping them together, putting them with like a, a vague voice of authority and... And then uh, linking them together. Yeah. you got to try and do the voice. The voice that sounds like it's important, but actually it's just a big bunch of bullshit. Like a, like a turd in a sausage factory, it's linking them together. That's... That is my camera. <laughs> 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 that's another good analogy. Thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> I don't know. So when we so 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 when we come back into this episode, there is a. We talked earlier on about filler. This is, and we talked also about sexism and misogyny. Uh, <laughs> sexism and misogyny. This scene we go back to. Is the Venn diagram? If, if there's a Venn diagram of filler, sexism, and misogyny, misogyny. Why? Well, no, no. Let's, uh, why? Scene, why can't you say misogyny? <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's all made up by then. They're feminists, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell! Really? <laughs> we're going with it. Obviously not. Really. We're going with that. <laughs> This, there's a Venn diagram of sexism, misogyny, and filler, and this scene with the nurse it's not a, is the point where they all meet. Uh, it is, there, there, isn't, there isn't even like an intersection, it's just basically a circle. Um, there, yeah. uh, there is no, there is no, inter- like, this is basically all of the worst things of all the worst characteristics of all of the worst people rolled up together as like a light-hearted although attempting to be slightly edgy detective program it's, oh, it's horrendous so this would not it, this this would not be allowed on television now <laughs> do you know what i mean can you imagine trying to pitch a program and they'd be like what's this scene what well let's tell people what this scene is basically hammer is has been knocked unconscious by dutch bowler the uh croupier forward slash sex worker yeah. he wakes up in her house and basically, the the neighbour, the neighbour who is a nurse... Who happens to be a, and um, air quotes, nurse. Uh, um, nurse. She's wearing like a short... Basically, she's, she is an attractive woman. She's wearing a short white dress with a zip that's undone halfway down. And she comes in and basically tries to... She tries to have sex with Mike Hammer, and there's all sorts of terrible sex. It's not even sexual innuendo. No, no, it's like it's just full on. It's just an awful scene. Sexual like, innuendo is is subtle and can be funny. Um, yeah, just look at the uh, Carry On films <laughs> and and Miss Fisher's Mysteries. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Do you know what uh, I mean? There's sexual innuendo in that, and that's. Uh, but it's nicely done, etc. Uh, et uh, this, yeah, uh, this is just. A, a, well, with Miss Fisher, um, uh, like, the difference being is that sort of, like, you know, she. 
she is in control of her sexuality and, and that's what makes the innuendo that that's what makes it okay it's like that she she is controlling that kind of um yeah. uh, those kind of interactions and and you know she is using it against me like this is just sort of it, it's so it, it's so fucking sleazy and like um my like like this is this is written by a dirty old man for dirty old men. It's like yeah. um, Mike Hammer is a dirty old man. He's it, like he is repulsive. Like you can to his. I mean, the only thing is to Mike Hammer's credit, he does like in the program not accept the ridiculous and unlikely advances of this young nurse character, but. Well, I say character. She's not a character. Uh, 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 She's not in the programme at all apart from this scene. All she does is turn up, come on to Mike Hammer, then she, the last shot of her is through her legs. Uh, uh, like, uh, uh, I, uh, from behind, uh, uh, through her uh, legs, uh, looking up at Mike Hammer. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's so, it's so jarring. Um, and you can't just... Uh, Basically, if you take Mike Hammer's character and just, like, take everything that Mike Hammer owns from, like, his gun to his, like, detective, his sort of private eye badge um, to, like, his carpet, his curtains to everything, you shine a black light on that, it's just covered in... <laughs> like it's so it's so sleazy it's so sleazy it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible it's horrible it doesn't need to be there we've wasted too much time talking about it it's so offensive it's so offensive like you know it just this is 1998. It wasn't that long ago. It's unbelievable that anyone even thought that this was a good idea. But let's let's draw a line under it and move on because we've got we've got some exciting plot that we need to uh, recount. Go on then. Let's uh, kick us off. So the horse that uh, my kind of found in his apartment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which happens to me all the time <laughs> um, no I know but you know if I had a pound for every time I got home and there was a horse in my flat <laughs> I don't know so they're going to take this course uh, they're going to take this horse <laughs> to Saragota Springs race course and they're going to enter it in the golden cup um, which again just take a bit uh, <sighs> Don't call it the gold. Like the golden cup is something very, uh, and there's a couple of things in here that are very much um, really not what they like. Things that you shouldn't type into like Google. Like do not type in golden cup, um, and uh, also do not type in black stallion um, because you will get things. Once again, I'm uh, perhaps I'm too innocent, but I don't see the problem with either of those things. Um, funnily enough, Golden Cup. I was watching. Uh, I was watching League of Gentlemen just before we started doing this, and it was the episode with the Aqua Vita. Uh, nice. We like to start. That, <laughs> it's great, and he's holding yeah. the cup. <laughs> Come on, Benjamin. <laughs> anyway, so they're entering their horse in the lazily titled Golden <laughs> Cup. Um, they turn up at the race course, and I know a tiny bit about horse racing. This is not how it works. You cannot turn up like two days before 
a horse race with a horse. <laughs> <Just like laughs> we want we, to we, enter this we, horse we've got, in the uh, most in the most important horse race of the year. Uh, so they automatically have a meeting with the um, like the owner, the operator of of the race, who basically like he's a weird looking guy. Um, he genuinely looks. He has got. He has got a strange. Uh, he, he looks like he's been made out of clay by a blind child. Um, he is odd looking. <laughs> so they enter. So basically, it's all so unlikely, and it's all such garbage. They are allowed to enter their horse. They pay 10% of the entrance fee for some reason Cause, that night. Because that's allowed. They pay the rest the next day. Because, yeah. And this guy's like... And then, and then they enter the horse, and then they're like... And it literally becomes... It does literally become a feel-good sports movie for the rest of the episode. Like, there's a horse. They want to enter it in the big race. They need some money to enter it in the big race. And some bad things happen and then it gets entered in the big race. It's like, this turns into... Um, this this, this uh, it, does it, not finish. This episode of Mike Hammer Private uh, Eye is not a gritty, noirish, uh, yeah, hard-boiled detective uh, it, scene. It, uh, it's a fucking Kevin Costner movie. It, it turns into, like, fucking Seabiscuit. It, it, like, it, it's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's just... For no good reason, like, and suddenly we're kind of meant to forget about the fact that like a crime has taken place, and they just want a to get, yeah, and they just want to get this horse in a race. It's so, it's so fucking well, dumb. To, be, to, to to be fair to them, they do have the like the loose link where Mike Hammer's voiceover says, "It's my bet that the killer will be at the racetrack for the big race of the Golden Cup." So they are. You know, there is like a weak, so a weak, weak reason though. for them to be it's there. So weak, it's so weak. So the horse, the, so the horse is entered. Velda then meets Lord Gaffney. Lord Gaffney, who I'm not sure is an English actor. Um, I would absolutely guarantee that he is. Uh, <laughs> he is not an English actor. He doesn't sound like an English actor. Um, he. He looks like someone who's had like a severe beating. Like um, <laughs> he looks like someone someone who would be handsome, but has like uh, like uh, has got a lot of weird like facial swelling. And he also he also looks like he's been made out of plasticine uh, by a blind child. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's the step. He almost <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh, oh, carry on. Carry no, no, on. no, please go. go I'm, I'm no, please, I want, I want to know what you say. What you want to say. I don't, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to talk oh, about it anymore. Uh, okay. But uh, um, it, 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 it becomes a feel-good movie. Velda meets Lord Gaffney. Uh, yeah. Um, which gives her something to do, at least. Um, and you kind of assume that... Um, because he basically kind of like asks her, asks her to go on a date, and you kind of think there is some uh, there is immediate sexual chemistry. Um, which, when the scene started, I I thought that she was actually kind of going undercover to unearth his uh, subterfuge. That would be a good thing, right? That would be good if that was the case. Um, no. What actually happens is that she finds out he's a lord. And she immediately falls in love with him because women are shallow and just want a man that's got money, despite the fact he looks like he's been made out of plasticine uh, by a blind uh, child. Yep. Uh, and it. Uh, uh, so hang on. Well, we'll 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 come back to this because like this this 
comes back to the end. Uh, come, uh, indeed, yeah. indeed. So, so then I think Dutch Bowler, the woman that hit Mike Hammer, she shows up for like, and like gawps at him across the field, and then disappears, never to be seen again. Yeah, don't understand I, why I, she's there. Don't know. I, I, this was probably the point where I officially gave up caring. Um, I kind of, I was, I, yeah. I was pretending to care probably about like ten minutes before this, but now, now I just, yeah, that's me done. Um. That's the uh, me too, me too. So, so it t- turns out that Lord Gaffney knows Dutch Bowler. Yep. Uh, Velda and Gaffney. Do they go to dinner then? Velda uh, and Gaffney. Yes. Lord Gaffney. Hello, I'm Lord Gaffney, and I sound a bit like Richmond from the Old. <laughs> yes, uh, which he didn't really. Did. Not, re- did not really. It was. It, it, it was. His, his uh, accent was wavering a bit, and he occasionally dripped into Richmond. Uh, I think he was just doing a, a, a poor impression of me, to be honest. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I knew I'd seen that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I knew I'd seen that Gaffney somewhere before. <laughs> well, no, when you when you see me in my um, my hunting garb with my uh, <laughs> jodhpurs and um, <laughs> hounds. If I look, if I look on IMDb, <laughs> I am, and it I, says that Lord Gaffney was played by Tabby Senior, <laughs> I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna have a few bones to pick mm. with you. Um, so, Velda and Gaffney go on a date. Uh, which obviously it's a first date. Velda is a Velda is a well-rounded female character. So she <laughs> she goes to bed with him that night. Yeah. Um. She goes to bed with him that night and turns up back at the stables the next day in the same clothes she was wearing the night before. Yeah. Um, which t- t- it's totally fine to do that if you want, but it's just the way women like are portrayed in this is not. Especially well. Uh, yeah, I would go further and say it's kind of appalling. Uh, um. <laughs> it is appalling. No, it is absolutely appalling. So they, um, at this point in the programme as well, by the way, dear listener, the horse puns and general gags in Mike Hammer's voiceover are off Everything. the Like the... Basically, the script writers they locked the stable door after the horses had bolted, and they are—they oh. uh, got the bit between—they got the bit between their teeth, and they would not let it go. They were <laughs> cantering to a fuck world of sugar lumps of misery. <laughs> main, I mean, the main... The ma- <laughs> no, the yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. They do. Yeah, the main <laughs> the main thing... That lost its... Uh, that lost its... No, no, I, like, joke, I, I liked... It, <laughs> I liked... I, I liked where you were going. Um, do, I, I would give you a hand. I'll hold... Uh, I'm... Oh, you bastard! <laughs> I was just going for hands. <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, look, we should crop this. So the horse, <laughs> um, yeah, the oh dear. Um, I find me, I'm unlucky to be saddled with the editing of this one. Ah, uh, well, the uh, <laughs> the shoes on the other hoof. <laughs> 
Okay, let's stop. We're, we're now worse at horse puns. We've now done more horse puns than we were in the... Well, actually, we're, we're we're, so we are doing so... We're doing much better. Um, we are. Our horse puns... Are, well, we're, I'm not going to say they're funny because it's not really for us to decide. No, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that. Like, the first half, it's like a programme of two halves. The first half, stuff happens. It's quite good fun. But there is, like, a gritty... There is actually something happening, right? The second half is just horse puns. It's like they've gone on holiday to a racetrack and they're just making <laughs> horse puns and larking about. It's it, it's uh, this, it's uh, weird. I mean, you've got like some like Doughboy Ricky, Mickey Rooney, it kind of uh, just stumbling about, wondering what happened to his career. Um, and Mickey Rooney in this. I don't know much about Mickey Rooney. I mean, he was a good, uh, the, uh, he was a popular uh, good actor. Oh, absolutely, right? yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like he died um, in like 1914 so like and worked right up to the end um, he died in 1914 I'm sorry 2014 <laughs> <laughs> sorry what did he die the song <laughs> Um, over the top Mickey so I think the song was like 1917 but you know um, oh fuck but well um, but uh, I mean uh, it's kind of weird looking at him because he he kind of looks like he's been boiled in the bag if you look at kind of like young Mickey Rooney like you could just like He's like, a, he's like a bag of rice. You've just like put him in boiling water for ten minutes, and he's like oh. swollen up. He's he's definitely drinking too much as well. But he's got a real, he's got a real red boon face. They couldn't be fucked to get the people doing makeup to cover. Which, fair enough. Like, absolutely. You know, you you've played some incredibly racist characters, but also, you know, um, not in yellow face for this, which is good. Um, Christ, Christ. So the horse puns are off the roof. Mickey Rooney looks like he's a boil in the bag. Right? Um, Lucius, who is Mickey Rourke's character, and Nick, who is the so far unmentioned by us assistant to uh, Mike Hammer. Uh, Velda is the other assistant, by the way. I don't know if you made that clear at the start. But anyway, Lucius and Nick then get tied up, and the horse is missing. Dun, dun, Ooh. dun. <laughs> which you know again how easy is it to steal a horse how you know these two, and also this is the worst example of TV being tied up I've ever seen like, they're back to back on crates it looks like they've been tied up with crepe paper it basically looks like you know you can imagine that like you both of them have like a safe word, and, and, and <laughs> at any moment they can, they can be let out if they're feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Um, they're just slip knots, yeah, slip knots. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't really under like so. Yeah, someone stole the horse um, and tied these two buffoons up. Yeah, um, which you know, fair play to the. Uh, Fair play to the criminal because if you saw him, you would just beat them to death. He was like, "You are so annoying." <laughs> like, well, what I find interesting, what I find interesting, is that these two, uh, the horse goes missing. These two get tied up. However, the next scene after they realise the horse is missing is they go to see the 
organiser of the racetrack, plasticine man number one. And yes, uh, play, he's play dead face. with a biro shoved in his eye. <laughs> like, so, so you tie up the two people with the horse... Yet you kill the completely innocent, nothing to do with it, steward at the racetrack by stabbing him in the eye with a pen. I mean, I'd imagine... Which gives uh, us the beautiful line... The pen is mightier than the sword, which... I know, there were no swords in this episode. Uh, God, it would be like, genuinely, if you could go at this cast with the fucking sword, like, you really... Oh man! Just uh, just imagine, like just imagine running hammer through with a sword. It's just like this is what you get, you fucking idiot! Like you. <laughs> I'd love to get him in the pit with the mountain. <laughs> Let the mountain get to work, <laughs> hacking away with a <laughs> jagged tool. What like game of hammers? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be alright. I think we've got. Let's not get there. Yeah, let's not more fantasy program. Yeah, well, uh, I've I basically have like a fantasy program for you because I think Mike Hammer is essentially Jack Frost. They are they are, they dress the same. They both got the hat. They both got the moustache. Yeah, they're, they're both they're absolutely annoying and incredibly useless. Um, yeah, smug uh, and self-righteous. Yeah, uh, smug. Um, the opening scene of um, like in the opening sequence of like Hammer, we have um, Hammer like smacking a um, like a boxing bag and then um, like eating a pizza. <laughs> um, and yeah, like yeah. so, and you can just imagine like Frost is on the other side, like eating a bacon sandwich. Like the two are oh. they are cut from the same shitty cloth. Imagine. Imagine, imagine the two of them at an all-you-can-eat buffet. That would get competitive. Like a pizza hut, all-you-can-eat buffet. It would be slice after slice. I will not break before you, Hammer. I will not. Yep. Uh. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yep. That's the sound of yeah, the meeting. Yeah, that is the sound of the meeting. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The official's been stabbed in the eye. Uh, oh, and then they... Basically, at this point, at this point when the official that runs the racetrack has been stabbed in the eye, they decide to go back to New York. Like, as far as Mike Hammer's concerned, now that someone else is dead, the case is over. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. And then... And the race isn't even... Is, uh, the race isn't even cancelled. It's like uh, the organiser has been uh, killed. It's like... Uh, Every and the race hasn't even happened yet. Why are they not hanging uh, around with the where the horse has been stolen? Everything isn't it? shuts down. Like that that happens. Like the entire racetrack is a crime scene. Like exactly, uh, exactly. And also five people. Right? There's fuck. There's Hammer, Velda, Nick Farrell, Doughboy, and <laughs> someone else. There's like five of them with that horse, and they all. Like, someone gets killed, the police aren't letting you, do not, you've heard the line, do not leave town. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, do not uh, leave uh, town uh, until uh, this fucking shit is sorted. Uh, you're five, 
You are five strangers in town. A bloke's been stabbed in the head. They are literally your suspects. They are the prime suspects. Like you would absolutely like. Yeah, what are you doing here? What's your reason for being here? Why did you enter your horse like two days before the fucking race when this would have happened like six months beforehand? Um, Exactly. Yeah, it makes no. It makes no sense. I mean, I, I I I don't understand horse racing or gambling or anything like that. But I know that that does not work. I think declarations are like a week before you declare your horse for a race. There's like a long list and then it maybe gets narrowed down. But you do not roll up. You do not turn up at the racetrack with a horse. (laughs) Ask if you can enter it into a race. Yeah, you you would have to have some sort of like history. There would have to be kind of like... You know. but they do well they do have some documents and stuff and they make it to a qualifying time but even so even so that as you say that is not it is not how it works and also it's not you do not let the five prime suspects in a murder just disappear no um particularly when one of like one is a private eye with a with his license suspended the other is a police chief with his license suspended like these people these people are flagging up yeah yeah on your on your computer or whatever big star uh, yeah you would have had a fucking computer that would be uh, like that would be flashing red yeah. um who are you where have you come from why are you here since you turned up a horse has been stolen two people have been tied up and a man has been viciously stabbed to death in the eye with a pen <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. I don't even I don't even know why that why that guy got killed. What did he have to do with anything? It's because he looked weird. Um, he, he genuinely looked terrifyingly weird. Um, well, we look quite weird. I hope nobody stabs us in the eye with a pen. Uh, I think this goes for the, uh, this probably goes for me and you. It's like the only people that are likely to um, stab us in the eye are each other. So um, that's true. That's actually why I'm in Spain. The uh, yeah, yeah. No, much. I thought so. <laughs> yeah, those one-to-one records in your in your studio. Uh, I could uh, not. I, I've got a pen in my hand the whole time. I know. I know. Like, but I mean, I, I I went to the effort of like hiding all the sharp objects, but um, for my benefit as well as yours. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is the pen that's going to get you. I just wanted you to know that. At least like a decent like I was going to kill you with like a nice fountain pen. Um, no, no, you're getting a bit a shitty fifteen p biro. Yeah, I think I I think I deserve more than that. Well, you think what you want. Uh, fair enough. It's not going to matter at the time. Uh, you know, I'm not going to. No. I'm not going to quibble when you're uh, <laughs> dashing the life out of me, but. Um, you know, let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Yes. Let's. So, <laughs> so moving, <laughs> moving swiftly on from that slightly dark tangent. Okay. Um, there is... Uh, so, yeah, the official is dead. They all decide to leave the racetrack. So Mike Hammer is in the car with Velda. Um, whose whose contribution to the plot so far has been to sleep with a man, and yeah. um, uh, and, uh, and she she squeezes the line like I've never ever ever 
This is this is the worst example of squeezing a line in because you need it there. And it's got no. She's like, oh, he was a real gent, and when he took his blue contact lenses out, he revealed uh, that he had really uh, lovely brown eyes. So it's like, oh, the plot is solved. Yep, there we go. Oh, contact lenses. We found a contact lenses earlier, and we didn't mention it, and there were no other fucking characters. Um, blue contact lens, blue contact lens, and he's got blue contact lenses. It must be him. Yeah. Obvi- I mean, obviously it's him, but what a ridiculous, lazy fucking bit of writing that is. It's... Uh, it's so bad. And so everything that happens, like, up to that point, it has... It, it's utterly meaningless there is nothing there is nothing threading these like these like plot points together it like it, there is no sense there's no kind of like build of character you basically like you chuck a random character in you move on to the next random yeah. character you move on to the next there is nothing connecting them there's like you know uh, i uh, it would have made more sense if it was still the fucking horse um yeah um uh, you don't even meet you don't even meet Gaffney, do you? Uh, until um, I don't think we did. Un, until like half an hour through. Uh, more than that, I think actually. I, I think have we have we encountered him when we stopped to uh, make predictions? No, 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 no. It's beyond halfway. I yeah. mean, it's not until they get to the racetrack that they meet that they meet this guy. You know. And that and that all that happens. It's I mean it's absurd. And so basically to cut to cut a long story short, it is Gaffney, is uh, is uh, the guy that was in on it all. He paid some hoods, I think, to, to to get the other guy. But then there is an amazing horse chase. Oh my Christ! Yes, there is. There is the amazing <laughs> horse chase scene. Uh, so we have Mike Hammer on a horse. Um, who knew? Who, who knew that this hard, like soft-boiled New York cop? Um, knew how to ride a horse in the fucking first place. Um, not even ride a horse. Not even only ride a horse. Ride a horse without a saddle. Yeah. Ride a horse without a saddle that he's never ridden uh, before. So he's barebacking a horse, and um, easy. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what the horse said. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man. It's always about the horse sex with you. <laughs> Jeez. Well, you know, if I'm gonna rep- if I'm gonna get a reputation for anything, then <laughs> it might as well be something good. <laughs> it might as well be something fun. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know. Um. So anyway. So yeah. Who knew this New York cop could ride a horse? I, do, I always ask for consent, but the horse always says nay. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. No. Very good. Oh. We're right. breaking up. We're breaking up. I'm We're losing you a bit. Okay. Um. Right. Um. So Mike Hammer is chasing like this. Um. British aristocracy toff. Lord Gaffney. Lord Gaffney. Um. So we have the like this ridiculous scene, and I'm kind of annoyed because I desperately wanted the like Mike Hammer to start shooting at them, like as if they were like in court uh, like doing like a car chase where uh, sort of like Mike Hammer gets like a gun out and starts like shooting at the horse and like he starts shooting back or trying to, <laughs> or trying to ram his horse off the road. absolutely um 
So we get this ridiculous set of piece. Mike Hammer leaps onto the horse, um, somehow knocks him off the horse. Um, you know, uh, the horse runs out of petrol, it stops, um, and... They, they, they come to a red light. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, and, and it's done. I mean, it's done, and then and then that's it. And it almost ends like Scooby Doo. Uh, uh, so we cut. Uh, so we cut to a scene where they're in the bar watching the horse race that should have already happened, yet somehow they're like thousands. And of why miles. are they not at the horse race? Uh, I, like they've entered their horse in this race. Yeah, why yeah, are they yeah, not it there? Makes makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, turns out the horse a bit more library a bit more library footage of like none of the actual actors in an actual yeah. location uh, the horse wins they somehow get their badges back there's no like we don't go back to like the the upside like DA agent um, never see whatsoever. him again um, but yet yeah, somehow they're they're both kind of like reinstated in their various jobs and then we cut to a scene for the very end, for the very the, light, the closing uh, scene, the light relief. Um, so, um, Hammer and Skip get the licenses back um, uh, uh, by you know the, their penance for that is is having to kind of lecture at a um, gambling um, anonymous group and uh, you know a help group yeah. to, to help people who have like and gambling addiction is like a genuine serious. Debilitating. It's a ruiner of lives and families. Gambling, as much as anything else. So, what the writers, um, what the writers of Mike Hammer? It's all very, it's all very serious at first, isn't it? They're, they're, it's all very serious about how they used to lose loads of money here and lose a lot of money there. So, so what the what the writers of Mike Hammer thought would be hilarious would be to have uh, Skip and Mike Hammer at, at giving a talk of the dangers of gambling um, to such a help group and then inadvertently saying how they made so much money out of it, it, it like how they won uh, and it was amazing yeah, yeah. And their horse beat the other horse by so many lengths yeah yeah and and, like, and, and so you know hilarity ensues and you have the you have these desperate people who who are there for help you know they 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 want <laughs> they want help but no 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 they want yeah. help but at the first at the first mention of a horse all of them are immediately yeah, yeah. on their oversized ninety What's the name of the horse? And it's just like, and this is meant to be fun. Like this is meant to be like the comedy relief at the end of the episode. And it's just, it's it's horrible. It's horrible. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's It's just the thing is the thing is right. The thing is right. You could do something like that, and it could be funny. Not in that. Do you know what I mean? If you did it in a different way, or if what had. If what had preceded it had been any good, but it's just it's just another bit of like nasty, you know, terribly insensitive television. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's basically if you took everything that was bad about this program out, you would have you would have a man being interrogated in a toilet and a horse in an apartment, and both of those things would be excellent and, and that would be and, yeah. and you would have the doughboy line uh, and that's that's pretty much that's, it um, exactly so so effectively you'd have like a 10 minute program and you know yeah. at, at least Hunter had the um, good grace to um, 
add in some pop videos. Um, this has none of that. Exactly. Well, this, well, exactly. There's just, there's, you know, there's just, there's no need for those things. And if the things, the thing with, to, to finish off, because we're pretty much done, but to finish off, as you say, Hunter has got filler, but Hunter's filler is great songs by Talking Heads, The Rolling Stones and U2. The filler in this is sexist, misogynist, insensitive fucking garbage. <laughs> so, yep. so, we're at, so we're at the end. Let's, uh, let's, let, let, let's get some music and then come back for some very brief final thoughts. Closing arguments. Welcome back to uh, The Dust Has Settled, now at the end of the episode on Mike Hammer, Private Eye, and uh, we're going to do possibly the quickest uh, review of The Detective and Final Thoughts that we have ever done. Okay. So, um, Tabby, should we, should we first of all give, uh, well first of all predictions, neither of us were close because of DA didn't appear no. and that woman really hardly wasn't in there, it again either there was nothing we we were thinking harder about this than the writers so um what what, what it's, it's stupid of us for the second week in a row to think that perhaps a character that featured in the first half of the episode might be the murderer yeah i know um we need to we need to effectively kind of like dumb ourselves down I think basically uh, next week um, if we get like kicked in the head by a horse um, we'd probably be slightly better prepared to uh, yeah. <laughs> to review this bullshit but um, indeed indeed so there's no points no points at all on yeah, predictions no points again uh, so let's uh, let's do um, ratings and and just uh, final thoughts basically so Tabby, after you, please. Okay, from a from the detective, like the detective himself, uh, he didn't do anything. He found a he found a contact lens. He found it, which uh, is is a difficult thing to do. Like you know, it, that's the that's the hardest thing to find um, if you lose something. Um, uh, harder than even harder even than a needle in a haystack. Uh, harder than a, yeah, um, in a stable. Um, but uh, a horse in a living room. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Mike Hammer was uh, he was useless. He was uh, he's just awful. Um, yeah, I'm going to give him. Up. He's an awful man. It's, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. everything about him is is just rotty and scummy um, and I hate him and I don't want to ever watch this again um, I'm going to give him and, and he didn't really do a good job didn't really solve anything um, and uh, he gets a um, he gets a one a one wow yeah. a one yeah. okay well I won't give it away too soon but uh, to give you a clue that's more than he's getting from me <laughs> Um, basically, to round off, uh, it's a dreadful. It a it's a dreadful, dreadful television program. The VO is awful. Everything the is dialogue awful. is awful. The acting is awful. All of it is awful. It's sexist. It's misogynist. I did not think it was possible to find a television program and main character that I disliked <laughs> as much as Frost. 
and we've done it the week yeah. after. But uh, I mean, he like he is effectively frost, like um, we, the uh, American frost. That, uh, yeah, that that, that that was not accepted into the police force. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you've you've kind of got to wonder, like, is there like a backstory where like he was a cop but then lost his job? Yeah, um, possibly. Uh, Poss- I mean, I tell you what, I've and and the final thing really is that, and I'm not sure if I said this earlier or not, but this. I'm going to have to read the books because I like, and I know you like too, the Raymond Chandler books, Philip Marlowe. Mm. Um, and I, I like this kind of stuff when it's set in the 50s and it's done properly. So I'm going to, I am going to read one of these books and see if it's good because I think it's got the, I think it's got the makings of a good character. It's just been woefully mishandled in this situation. Um, so I'm reading a lot of uh, Eric Ambler books at the moment. I really recommend yeah. Eric Ambler, um, like 1940s. Eric Eric, Eric Ambler. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like Graham uh, Graham Greene crossed with the Coen Brothers, but, but like it, it, nice, it, like hapless people um, dealing with sort of spies. It, 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 they are awesome. Um, this is not. That sounds good, man. I'll check that out. Yeah, um, definitely do. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, so I guess final thoughts on Hammer? Well, we've given them, I think. I think we've given them. Do you know what I mean? We, uh, I don't think either of us liked it. Nope. It's fair to say. Nope. Uh, uh, certainly not one that I'll be... I would recommend people watch this episode just for the horse in the living room scene and the, and the toilet scene. It's like... See, that's, that's good. You know, it's... It, and, and I think that's what's. I think my final, final, final thought is that that is what's disappointing. Is that either make it gritty and tough, or make it fun and light-hearted, but you can't have both. And yeah. this tries to be both, and it's it just doesn't work. Uh, I think just for how shit it was, I, I I do wonder whether the bits that we actually found funny and enjoyable were intentional. Um, like because everything else is so utterly mishandled that I can't believe that the bits we enjoyed were. I don't think they were actually intentionally enjoyable. But like, I uh, there seems to be such a, a, a massive difference between the uh, between the tone of the program that I think that those bits yeah. were actually meant to be gritty in in themselves. Like I think the toilet scene was meant to be gritty. Um, but was but then why? But if but but if you're meaning to make it gritty, then why have that dialogue? Do you know what I mean? Why have such dreadful dialogue? That's my question to you. But because we have to because the rest leave the answer because we, ev- we have to leave the answer because everything else was dreadful. All of it, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I don't know. Let's look. We've got to go. We've talked for far too long. Okay. But, um, it's been a good one. It's been, you know, I'm glad I've seen Mike Hammer and I hope I never have to see it again. Um, if you do want to get in touch with the programme, then you can tweet us at detect underscore inspect. And if you want to email us, you can do it at... Uh, the Detective Inspectors at gmail.com. Correctamundo. Right. Correctamundo. Do get in touch or recommend this to someone or... Just... I don't you know, know. Do, do something. something. Yeah, you know, we're here. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're here. We're doing what we can. We're doing the best we can we, under very, very difficult circumstances. And we always will be. Okay, okay. Well, uh, 
Yeah, don't know what we'll do next week. So all that remains for me to say is that I have been Marcus Braeburn, possibly. And haunting your dreams, I have been Tabby. And we have been together. The... The... Detective... Inspector. Inspector. Mm. Hey. Ah. And we're <laughs> <laughs>